Dave and Darren on Planet 93.9. This is the uh, Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. Mike Schultz is joining us from the River Cities Reader to talk about the movies. Hey, Mike. It's good to see you guys. And we've established with the fog, he's not delivering papers today. We are not delivering papers today, which is good. Next Thursday. So we'll see how it goes. That sounds good. But isn't fog a good sign for like the temps are going up? Or is that just something I've made up? Myself. No, that's you're onto something. It's up. it's because the snow is melting. That's why we have the fog. Okay. Yeah. All oh. right. So it's so gonna, that's a good thing. It's we'll going to be in the 50s next weekend. Ah, happy day. Yeah. Right. Good. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days, friend. I'm going to have a car again. And one of these days you're going to have a car. And one of these days yeah. we're going to see the sun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Seems like yesterday it. was rough. Yeah. By like 2:15, I was going just nap, please. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. You know, it's oh. You're you're man. bragging about seeing the sun to a gentleman who spends most of his time in a dark room <laughs> looking at motion it's pictures. It's the idea of the, uh-huh. the sun. Yeah, but sometimes there's sun happy. in movies. You know? Oh, yeah. That, okay. Well, yeah. there's that. There's hey, that. Hey, we need to talk about the excellent job you did with the Oscars. I did okay. Okay, I, it's your best year ever. It's my, it is my best year ever, but only because I beat my last year's record by one. So it's still 80 out of 105. That's like a C average. But that's still like almost four out of five for every category. I'll take it. Dave, would, Dave wouldn't call you know? that a C average. Wow. <laughs> if we if we get into the uh, good point, let's get into the 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 things that you got wildly correct and then wildly okay. wrong. Sure. What are you the proudest of that you you called? That I got picture and director both uh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, 10, and, that, and literally 15 for fifteen. That literally hasn't happened ever in my life. I think I last predicted the best picture race right. In like 1985, when I was in high school, mm. you know, um, so those two made me happy. And then the only thing I got really wrong, I got two out of five on international feature. But considering I'd seen one of them, I didn't feel that bad, you know. But uh, still, they gave us a short list of 15 titles to choose from, and I still managed to pick only two right. Um, aside from that, uh, the biggest surprises, of course, were no Greta Gerwig, which a lot of us predicted for Best Director. Uh, but the Why? shocker was Margot Robbie not getting in. I was really surprised. I by still that. haven't seen Barbie. That is a shocker. Well, she only have only because it's kind of it's impossible to, for me to now it's not impossible at all to imagine them nominating that movie for so many without nominating her because she's most of the reason that movie works her and Greta Gerwig are the reasons the movie works yeah Ryan Gosling's fantastic but um but they're the ones but here's my theory first of all actress was going to be a bloodbath as far as like people deserving people not getting nominated there just were too many for five slots. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Margot Robbie was going to get nominated as a producer for the film, which she was. And Greta Gerwig, um, again, there were there were actually five better feats of direction than Barbie's this year, but she got nominated for the screenplay. So I think they knew that in advance and said, well, we don't have to award them everywhere. They're yeah. going to show up. At the, they're at the ceremony. Yeah. You know, Greta Gerwig will probably win for the screenplay. Um, I wonder if the backlash of these two not getting nominated somehow secures that they will win. I mean, does Barbie win Best Picture now no. because everyone feels bad for Barbie? No, because not everybody feels bad for Barbie. It's just a very loud vocal contingent. And I get why. Uh-huh. But I also I have a problem because now you're seeing a lot of things like, well, they're just, they're just not voting for it because it was popular. And I'm like, you want to get into that argument and start talking about like, you want every, every Marvel hit of the year nominated for Best Picture now because it was popular? 
it, the argument doesn't hold a lot of water. I, don't I think. could see not voting for it because it's popular, not because I'm some sort of elitist. Yeah. But I could see thinking everyone else is going to vote for that. I want to vote for something else. Like yeah. I'm not. I could see as an Academy voter saying. I don't have to worry about Margot Robbie getting this nomination. What is, what is, I want yeah. to stick my neck out for I don't know, like a Jodie Foster. Or sure, something. sure. Although yeah. that's what a different is the category. What's the most popular movie or a commercially successful movie to win an Academy Award? Uh, well, if you want to go forever and kind of updated for inflation, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, which was which made more than a billion dollars yeah. in adjusted grosses. And then after that, you've got Titanic. Okay, that's pretty Titanic. big. Yeah. You've got the that's third Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So it's they don't okay. ignore the big ones that's at right. all. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. So anyway, on that line though, uh I think it's Oppenheimer for sure, which got 13, didn't miss anywhere that it was it was possible to get nominated for. And I mean, it's it is it's big, it's huge, and it's popular like yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it feels like the it feels like the right one. And Christopher Nolan, finally, let's you know, let's make that happen. So we'll we'll get into um, who you think is going to win in a, in, a, in a future episode. We'll we'll kind when of when does that get revealed? Yeah, March tenth will be March the day on that. Yeah. You. So before that is when you'll say, "Here's who I think is going to." win. Yes. No, that's what I meant. When do you reveal yours? Oh, when I reveal mine, probably on the first, maybe first okay. second of March. Yeah. I got a, I got a ways to go, and I got some things to watch still. Um, but can we do a shout out to Godzilla? I'm just so happy. <laughs> I I'm thought so it should have won best. I think it should be up for best picture. I, I was don't a disagree. About that <laughs> I don't. But a disagree. Godzilla movie did get nominated for. For visual effects. As it should. And it's I think it's the winner because it is such an underdog and people love that movie. And the fact that, like we talked about several times, that they did that on a budget of what, ten to fifteen million. Which That's still right. doesn't make any which sense. Which still doesn't make any sense. I, I think it's the lovable underdog. And the fact that a Godzilla movie has never been nominated before, I was surprised by that. Only because I thought like maybe that Roland Emmerich one, you know, got a visual effects nod back in the nineties. No. So this is the first, and so deserved. Yeah. It didn't get it didn't get nominated for best foreign film. No, Japan um, submitted a different film. I think if they had known, oh, you only get to submit. You one only get country. to submit one. Yes, oh, and that that's, was the, that's BS. That, that was the big thing with uh, France this year with Anatomy of a Fall, my favorite movie, Anatomy of the Fall this year. Um, France didn't submit it. And uh, they submitted something else, and there was a big outcry about, why wouldn't you do that? It's so popular, and it won the Palme d'Or. But half of the movie is in English, and so there's a real chance if you submit the wrong movie, they're going to disqualify it, and you're out. You don't get a second choice, which is really interesting. So, yeah, I learned a lot this year. Well, as far as the well done on the prediction. I appreciate that. Uh, and again, your all-time high score. That's, that's nothing yeah. to sneeze at. Yeah, we'll take it. You, one of the movies that you saw uh, is a movie that, did that guy get nominated? The uh, you would pr- kind of predict. Oh, Andrew to, Scott. Andrew Scott. No, he did not. It, that, and that was a passion pick. I had a feeling he he wouldn't. Um, yeah. But no. But I did see All of Us Strangers, which is playing in Iowa City and is still there. What and is All of Us Strangers? All of Us Strangers is a a fantastic heartbreaker about uh, a middle aged uh, gay guy living in London. He's trying to write about his past. His parents both died when he was eleven in the uh, in the late eighties. And he takes a walk to his childhood home, and his parents are there, the exact same age they were when they died. And they and he's like, hi. And they're like, well, hi. And they don't ever explain how this happens, but they invite him inside. And for two hours, basically, he gets to get them caught up on his life since age 11 and kind of come out to them as an adult. Uh-huh. And they get to talk about how 
we knew you were being bullied, but we didn't say anything because we were embarrassed because we knew our kid was probably gay. I mean, it's like, it's so, it's got so many themes working at once. And uh, it's it's basically in the end all about getting rid of uh, of loneliness, of, of trying to find uh, ways to express yourself and and not feel so burdened by secrets, and it's just beautiful. And it's um, they never explain not, how it and, happens. And they don't explain, no, it's not a. They don't do any dream. No, it's not. A, it's anything. not a dream. It's nothing. It's just they're now they're alive, and they're living in their house. And they but they all kind of know it can't last forever. You mm. know, they're all kind of aware that, and the parents are aware that they died. They know this, and they know that he had to grow up all by himself, and they couldn't. They'd have no idea what when I. I mean, it's. So it's one of those great fantasy premises that just trusts your intelligence to say, you're going to buy it. Wow. And we're going to sell it. And it's, uh, it's really well made because it's only four actors in the whole two uh, hour and 45. It's uh, Andrew Scott and Paul Meskel and Jamie Bell and Claire Foy. And there's like a waitress who has one line and that's it. And so it's, uh, it's a, beautiful, a beautifully acted and, and really smartly written uh, tr- tragedy with humor. It was lovely. I just loved it. You saw ISS. Yeah, ISS was kind of fun. I mean, the mm. premise of this is that a war breaks yeah. because the International Space Station is uh, is us and the Russians. Exactly. And so we're up in space, and it's three Americans and three Russians, and they look out the window, and they're like, look at how pretty Earth is. Hey, what are all those explosions? <laughs> and so, yes, World War Three has broken out between uh-huh. America and the Russians. And they both get radio contact from the yeah. planet saying take over the ship uh, however you got to do it. Yeah. And these people have been friends for years sure. and months and stuff. And so now it's all about, you know, it's, it's an well, us well, versus we. them without them telling each other that we just got word to, you know, so nobody says anything about it because they don't know if that's mutiny yeah, or yeah, what. Right. And um, so the tension in the movie, and it's sustained for quite a while, is going, who's going to strike first up yeah. here? Because you know somebody's going to. Yeah. And um, so for at least an hour, and it's a quick 90 minutes, it's a super fast movie, for at least an hour that is sustained and it's just really kind of unbearably edgy and fun. Uh, it peters out by the end and they have some problems with the anti-gravity where there are like fist fights and yeah. stuff. And it's like, I think your arm is moving a little faster than you should be able to in zero gravity. So yeah. they cheat a little bit on that. But it's also a lot of people floating around, which is fun to watch. You know, it's, uh, it was okay. And again, for January, yeah. I've already seen this movie, Mike. With Helen Mirren. Little picture called 2010, The Year We Make Contact. Oh, right. Isn't that a good one? I it's a good movie. I haven't seen that in 40 years, It's maybe. really good. It is. You get your Roy Scheider. You got your Helen Mirren as a Russian. My God, They're it's in, full of stars. Oh, right, exactly. Piece of pie. No, yeah. cake. Piece right. of cake. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have great memories of that movie. Yeah, it's a good did, one. Were you reminded of that movie at all watching I never this? thought about it once. Oh, yeah, never well, even dawned on me. I hope I didn't ruin no, it for you. No, but it's, uh, I will watch that again now. That's a good flick. I like that one. We are uh, sending you off to see a movie called Origin. Yeah. Ava DuVernay's new movie. Yeah. What is this? Okay. This is, this sounds interesting. This is based on a nonfiction, a nonfiction book that came out in 2020 called Cast. And it follows, the movie follows the writer of the book as she like works on the book. And it's all about kind of exploring the problems of the world uh, that kind of get pinned on race through the caste system instead, saying it race, it's not that it doesn't exist, it's that it's all part of this systematic oppression that has been going on for thousands of years in the world. Um, 
And so it's uh, it's Ingenue Ellis Taylor is the lead, and she's got nominated for an Oscar for King Richard a couple years ago. It's got John Bernthal, Nick Offerman, and uh, Vera Farmiga, and a whole bunch of really good people. And uh, it's getting really strong reviews. But it's kind of like, did you see that movie Adaptation, the one with Nicolas Cage where he plays twins? Right. That's like a movie that's based on a, it's like a movie about the making of the book that it's about. You know, it's one of those eating your own tail movies. Mm-hmm. And this one is kind of too. So it sounds kind of fascinating. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It should be a, a brainy one, I think. We'll that, see. Is that the only movie this week? Believe it or not, that's it. Oh, wow. Um, and ISS was the only thing that opened locally last week, so I'm not sure what they're waiting for. I, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a deluge of seven yeah. movies all in one weekend. Uh, but we are getting the black and white version of Godzilla Minus One, which is cleverly titled Godzilla Minus One Minus Color. Why, why, so it's black and white to remind you of the original movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like watch it the way you would have watched it, yeah. it in the 50s. And so that's being re-released at, uh, at the main Cineplex and also at Last Picture House. Oh, that's interesting. So you can hear the great sound. I, I saw that movie at Last Picture House, and that's absolutely the place to, to see it. I would also like to mention uh, one of the movies that I think I'm going to get a chance to see this weekend that's at Last Picture House. Poor Things is finally coming yeah, to Yeah, it's great you fun. You love that movie. It's great fun. Yeah, it's a hoot. Uh, I was talking to my sister because she was like, she didn't know if she wanted to see it because she knows it's it's very... It's very feminist agenda, which is right up her alley. But she was also like, but my brain hurts. I just want to see something fun. I'm like, you'll laugh. It is fun. You'll laugh for two hours solid. It is, you know, it's got ideas, but it's just a, it's a blast. Yeah, you'll have fun at that. He is Mike Schultz. He is a movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader. You can read his reviews online at rcreader.com and in the pages of the River Cities Reader. Mike, thanks for popping in, man. Pleasure. Thanks, guys.